0: Opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in.
1: The readings for this morning are from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father in heaven." This is the word of the Lord. The passage I read this morning is one of those very familiar passages in the liturgy of the Christian church. So familiar, in fact, that it is the name of a benevolent organization here in the Champaign-Urbana area, Salt and Light Ministries. They have claimed it to express its mission to our community. However, there is one of those things about the lectionary that I love so much. It makes the pastor have to return to the basics of Jesus' teachings on a regular basis. We are being reminded of who we are called to be, of what our mission is, and how we always need to be aware of that. We are being reminded of our mission in a time that seasonally we all need to be reminded from where our hope comes from and that we are hope. Thank goodness this past week we've had a break from the gloom of cloud cover. I love this sanctuary. It is gorgeous. And I love the light shining through the stained glass windows. It just makes this space glow. It's been cold. But, I have to say, this past week, I have welcomed driving home at night, just enjoying the sunset. It's been so good to see that light. This is ordinary time. We have put away our Christmas festivities, and we are not yet into the contemplative season of Lent. We are being reminded that we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. These words are used to describe solidness, as in, what holds the world together? As in, preserving, keeping things from going bad. And it's not, you should be salt and light, but you are salt and light, ready or not. Preservation and light, clarity, being able to see things clearly, These themes are so common, used so frequently, but yet, we need to be reminded. I have learned too that salt does the opposite of its flavor profile. Salt makes a chocolate chip cookie sweeter. Salt controls the yeast from overdoing it in bread making. So the saying could also be that we are are there to bring out the good, the sweet of life. I have thought a lot about being salt in a community. And my understanding is that it's being in touch with the values and acting on those values that hopefully holds the community together, encouraging healthy functioning. Be it honesty or ensuring that resources are used for the common good, or that all citizens are given good educations and health care, that all are able to access what makes them thrive, be it a well-stocked grocery store or access to transportation. We all hope that that is what the church does, that the church is a reminder and an example and a power of putting people first. First Champagne really can't help but be be here in Champagne. After all, we are on Church Street, and this is what a church is supposed to look like. Stained glass windows, bell tower, and active ministries. Did I say active ministries? Good for you. And it seems that not a week goes by that we see and hear the need, need too, for our practice of treating all with respect and love that is sorely needed. I don't need to remind you of mass shootings targeting the Asian American community or of the brutality toward the black community. I want to bring this closer this morning, though, into our day-to-day struggles at work of doing the right thing, of how, in our workplaces, Do we think about doing the right thing or pushing for the right thing rather than following the rules? History has a way of helping us to look at our shortcomings, but history also helps us see when we have been on the right side of history too. I think for a long time we have looked at the church as being the upholder of the status quo of upholding the morals that seem to be important at the moment. This is one reason I really appreciate the Presbyterian Church. I was privileged uh, to be a commissioner from from this presbytery for for last summer's GA. It was uh, the first time that um, I had been able to participate in something like that and just learned a ton. And so if you're ever asked to be a commissioner, please say yes. You will not regret it. I was blown away by how many committees and how many issues we commissioners were asked to have an opinion on to vote on and amend. We Presbyterians don't want to pass anything unless we feel pretty good about it. And I, I, and I want to say this, we Presbyterians are, I would hope, are very aware of how the spirit moves as the voting happens. That is part of our calling just to understand, and to know, and really think about it. And so we amend, we improve, we want to be more specific, we go back and forth. Amendments are passed by huge majorities or get by with only a few votes. For the most part, I was really impressed with the civility of saying truthful things in disagreement in calm ways. However, I was also impressed with the leadership that we as a denomination have all were led with a sense of humility and of wanting to keep in mind always how these decisions are affecting people. Who are, how are these decisions affecting people the most that really need them? It was of looking at who had the power, how to distribute the power, how to be aware of where the power lies, because this is how we as a church become relevant to be the salt and light of the world now, here's the hard part. We voted on some amazing statements on climate change and on race relations and on other issues. And the hope is that we will take these actions and statements and really do something with them. Because people outside of our buildings are watching us, seeing if, we can, if, if what we say we believe and what we do are really the same thing. A few weeks ago, we lost the singer David Crosby. One of, the, one of the members of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And looking at many of you, you probably know some of, some of his songs by heart. David Crosby was not always known for his righteousness or his saltiness. But yet, I became aware of some of his lyrics that showed how, his, how he struggled with, the, with problems of good and evil, with a problem of wanting to be salt but understanding how hard it can be, of wondering if all the work and the good works, we really make a difference. One of his later songs is titled, Dangerous Night, and it goes like this. I'm not going to sing it for you. (laughs) Now, some small parts seem right, scattered here and there, one smiling face in a crowd that's angry and scared. Can't seem to see where it doesn't get worse. It's like one good thought getting lost in an angry verse. I try to write Buddha or Christ, and it comes out guns. I vote for peace, and the blood still runs. I want to believe I can pass happy to my child, but the truth gets lost, and the system runs wild. Send me someone who has doubts about it, who has conquered their own fear and lived to tell about it someone who won't give up in the frozen rain, who will walk right, right next to me through the orchards and the grain. So maybe Crosby had some insight into being salt of the earth. That we all have pieces of the good that guide us, that North Star, even though sometimes we wonder how it's all going to turn out when we hear about wars and floods and fires and mass shootings. But doesn't it really help when we have the church to uphold us? When we wonder how this is all going to come together. We still know there is a more perfect way that we do that we do want to believe in the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we really care, that we really do care to love the world. We will be celebrating communion soon, and we believe that as we celebrate communion, all of the saints of the church are celebrating with us. Those who have been salt and light to us will be here with us. Who have given us the salt that we have needed to be that peaceful person in a room full of fear. I feel very fortunate to have been um, to, have, to have been surrounded by saints in my life. And not a day goes by that I don't feel empowered by who they were and by the integrity that they had. I want to close this morning with, a, with another story, with a story. And this one is from India. And this story is about a kind, quiet man who would pray in the Ganges River every morning. One day after praying, he saw a poisonous spider struggling in the water. He cupped his hands around the spider to carry it ashore. As he placed the spider on the ground, it stung him. Unknowingly, his prayers for the world diluted the poison. The next day, the same thing happened. On the third day, the kind man was knee-deep in the river, and sure enough, there was the spider, legs frantic in the water. As the man went to lift the the creature yet again, the spider said, why do you keep lifting me? Can't you see I will sting you every time because this is what I do? And the kind man cupped his hands about the spider replying, because this is what I do. We pray, we pray, we pray for God's justice to be done and we act on our compassion for others. We bear witness to the hurts of the world. Some may say that we are a sorry lot because we are not just thinking of how to get ahead. But it is the same beauty as berries or crocuses breaking through the snows and mud of spring. It is what quietly feeds the world. After all, berries do not have any sense of purpose or charity. They are not altruistic or self-sacrificing. They simply grow to be delicious because that is what they do. And for us, if things fall, we will reach for them. If things break, we will try to put them together. If loved ones cry, we will try to soothe them because that is what we do. And we do because we have the Holy Spirit guiding us, loving us, and strengthening us. May it always be so. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.